0: Today is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Let's take a look at your Weather Command forecast. But first, I promised yesterday we'd get to it once we had the full reports available. Let's look at rainfall reports. This spans the time from midnight on the morning of June 3rd to 9 p.m. last evening. However, I'm sure there are some areas that got over two inches of precipitation, but at the airport, the official measurement 1.97 inches, Malta 1.89 inches, the Fort Belknap measuring site officially 1.41 inches, Lewistown 1.06 inches, Glasgow 0.78 inches, Cutbank 0.38 inches, Great Falls 0.29, and White Sulphur Springs 0.59. So much needed rain across the High line, especially where it was needed most. As for that forecast, for the rest of your Wednesday, warmer and mostly cloudy, high 70 to 75, southeast winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers in the evening. Lows around 50, south winds up to 10. Thursday, partly cloudy, high 75 to 80, west winds 5 to 15. Thursday night, partly cloudy in the evening, becoming mostly cloudy. Lows 50 to 55, southwest winds 5 to 10. Friday, windy and mostly cloudy, highs 80 to 85, southwest winds 5 to to 15, increasing to West 25 to 35, in the afternoon. Friday night, partly cloudy with lows around 55. Saturday, partly cloudy, there's a 20% chance of rain showers and the highs 75 to 80. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers, lows 50 to 55. Sunday, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of thunderstorms, highs around 75. Sunday night, mostly cloudy, chance of rain showers and slight chance of thunderstorms. Lows around 50, the chance of rain 50%. Monday, breezy and cooler, there's rain showers likely, and a slight chance of thunderstorms. Highs around 65, with a 60% chance of rain. Monday night, breezy and mostly cloudy, the chance of rain showers 50%, the lows around 45. And Tuesday, breezy and mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain showers, highs 60 to 65. Let's move on to local news and we'll start with election results. First, we'll talk about some local races and then we'll move statewide and also talk a little bit about the state legislature primaries. Well, first things first for Hill County, I'm sure you've heard by now there are some printer issues that need to be repaired before ballot counting can be finalized. Here in Hill County, 12 of 17 precincts are in. Hill County, but five remain outstanding in the contested races right now. The clerk and recorder race among Democrats, Lexis Dixon leading Tina Luis Salazar 555 to 306 in that one. But because of those outstanding precincts, we're also unable to call the State Senate District 14 race between incumbent Russ Temple and Steve Chivilicek in the Republican primary. Currently, Russ Temple, the incumbent, leads to by 314 votes, 1,946 to 1,632. But we're going to wait to call that race until the final precinct results are in for those two outstanding precincts. As soon as we get final results for Hill County, we'll pass them along right to you. But us and the Clerk and Recorder's office, we all appreciate your patience as they work through this issue. Moving on to Blaine County, there will be a new county commissioner as the Republican primary for District 2 saw Shane Fox take down fellow Republican Frank DePriest 372 to 152. Fox will face off against Todd A. Jorgensen, the Democrat, in the general election. The other big issue on the ballot in Blaine County, a local option marijuana tax of 3% for medical and recreational marijuana sales. It passed overwhelmingly, 823 to 193. It will take effect September 1st. Over in Liberty County, there were two races we were closely following. One was the Republican primary for County Sheriff. Nick Erickson took that one, the incumbent, 474 votes compared to 236 for Darby Wentworth and 153 for Jim Hofer. He will be unopposed Will Erickson in the general. There was also a county ballot initiative to continue funding senior citizen services like delivered meals that passed Overwhelmingly 643 to 156. Over in Shodo County, the one contested race we were following, district number no. two county commissioner primary, Republican Clay Real, the incumbent held on 680 to 534 votes for Dan Worth. He'll be unopposed come the general election. Over in Phillips County, the one contested race in the primary. It's actually a ballot initiative. It was a luxury local option motor vehicle tax of 0.5%, and it passed 645 in favor. 550 opposed. In Fergus County, we just received results late this morning. There were two contested primary races that we were following. One is District 2 County Commissioner. Three candidates enter. Top two advanced to the general. The ones that advance will be Richard W. Vaughn, 1,176 votes, and Jennifer Saunders, 1,355 votes. Sandra K. Youngbauer finished third with 1,138. The other nonpartisan three-way primary was for Sheriff Corner. Ryan Peterson finished first, 1,893 votes. He'll take on Tracy Llewellyn in the general. They received 1,518 votes. Neil Tuchek took third, 355 votes. Looking at some statewide race calls, Eastern U.S. House District, we know who the major party candidates will be. Matt Rosendale will be the Republican candidate. Penny Ronning will represent the Democrats. In the Western U.S. House District, Monica Tranel has won the primary among the Democrats, while the Republican primary still too close to call. Al Olshevsky narrowly trailing Ryan Zinke right now in that one. The race for Supreme Court seat number two, three candidates competed for two spots in the general, the ones that advance Ingrid Gustafson and Jim Brown, as Michael McMahon fell short and took third place. So Gustafson and Brown will face off in the general for a Supreme Court seat. In Public Service Commission district number one, we have a winner, Randy Pinoche, the incumbent, will serve another term as he won the Republican primary and will be unopposed in the general. And then another race call for your State House District 17, Ross H. Fitzgerald won the Republican primary. He'll face Democrat Barnett G. Sporkin Morrison in the general. If you'd like to see complete results, visit HighlineToday.com. And like I said, as soon as we've got complete Hill County results, we'll present them to you, but it's unclear when that will be. We preach patience as we await those results. In other local news... The Haver City Council convened Monday evening for their regular monthly meeting and approved several ordinance changes regarding trailers and recreational vehicles on first reading. One ordinance states that trailers cannot be parked on any public street, avenue, boulevard, or other right-of-way for more than 72 hours in any consecutive seven-day period unless they have a special permit. Another of the ordinances puts in place setback requirements for trailers and RVs and prohibits people from using campers or RVs stored on residential property for living or sleeping purposes for more than five consecutive days. Ordinance changes must be approved twice before being enacted. They take effect 30 days after final vote, and that final vote is expected to come at the council's July 5th meeting. Note the special date there, July 5th. It's a Tuesday, as Monday will be a federal holiday next month, the July 4th, of course. If you'd like to take a look at the ordinances, we've got copies of them available. If you check out the full story on our website, HighlineToday.com. Taking a look at state news for you, the Montana Department of Administration Director Misty Ann Giles has announced Rhonda Lindquist is retiring as Director of the Office of Public Defender. Brett Shandelson, the Chief of OPD Development and Operations Bureau, is succeeding Lindquist as Acting Director until a permanent Director is hired. Lindquist's retirement, effective the end of this month, comes after nearly three decades in state government, including service with OPD, the Department of Corrections, and the Governor's Office. Shandelson will begin serving as acting director July 1st. As Chief of OPD Development and Operations Bureau, Shandelson manages OPD's data, reporting, IT services, contracts, public policy, media relations, and special projects. The U.S. Navy says a man from Butte, Montana, was killed last week when the Navy fighter jet he was operating crashed in a Southern California desert. Lieutenant Richard Max Bullock was killed June 3rd after the Super Hornet he was piloting went down in the Mojave Desert. No one else was injured, and the crash remains under investigation. Montana's U.S. Senators Steve Daines and John Tester and Governor Craig Gianforte offered condolences and tributes to Bullock in statements released Monday. Let's take a look at wheat prices for today. There's no change in winter wheat, a few cents change in spring wheat. For Hill County winter wheat, 10 Dollars fifty three cents, spring wheat, eleven dollars twenty two cents, Blaine County, ten forty three for winter, eleven seventeen for spring, Liberty, ten fifty eight for winter, eleven twenty two for spring, Shoto, ten fifty three for winter, eleven twenty two for spring, and Phillips, ten thirty eight for winter, eleven twelve for spring. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. Linda Leah Geldard, 75, passed away Monday morning at Eastview Nursing Home in Great Falls. Her prayer vigil will be this Friday, June 10th, 6 p.m. at the Holland & Mo 9 Funeral Chapel. Her funeral mass, 10 a.m. Saturday, June 11th, at St. Jude Catholic Church. Memorial contributions in Linda's honor can be made to St. Jude Catholic Church or the Haver Animal Shelter. That's 195 12th Avenue West, Haver, Montana, 59501. And that is going to do it for this. Wednesday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Everyone have a great rest of your Wednesday, and stay safe out on the roads.